0: Friends, it's doable discipleship time. Uh, I hope that you get a little ping of excitement when you see that there's a new one either in your podcast feed or you go on, on the YouTube channel and you see one up there.
1: I hope that just brings a little joy. Hey, doable discipleship. That's
0: right. Um, doable discipleship <laughs> is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith or as we're both going to say today, the, the show, show that helps, helps you grow. grow. I, I just, I That's truly hope We've you all that. say that at the same time. Every time. <laughs> um, I'm Jason. This is Linda. We're on the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback. Just a reminder, this podcast is a part of the Saddleback family of podcasts. So you can actually go on now to saddleback.com slash podcasts, and you can see information about all of the different podcasts that our church has to offer. And, um, and it will be growing. I'm sure there will be more on there. Yes. So uh, we're excited to, uh, you know, bring podcasts in different ways, shapes, and forms to you. Yes. Um, Friends, last week we started this kind of fun little exercise where um, <laughs> um, where I got to interview Linda about her life, about about the way that God has worked in and through her. And uh, this week we're in reverse. I'm in the hot seat this week. So <laughs> so Linda's Aww. going to interview me. We just thought it'd be fun f- for you to get to know us a little bit more, to hear our stories, to you know hear the things that... Um, have made us and brought us to where we are, mm-hmm. so that as you're listening to other episodes of the podcast, you have a little bit more context of, yeah. uh, uh, you know, who who these random people are yeah. that you've been <laughs> keep talking maybe to you. listening to. <laughs> so, okay, Linda, I'm going to uh, I'm going to hand the reins oh over to you.
2: There it is. <laughs> I feel so powerful. There You go. All right. So, Jason, so good to be with you. Oh
0: uh, thanks for having me, Linda. Uh,
2: anytime. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your story like what what was your growing up like like what was your childhood
0: about? yes I always like to say let's start at the very beginning a A very very good good place place to start start, right um so yes so uh, I was I was born in Pennsylvania okay and then um we moved out here when I was really little so I have no memories of Mm. life out on the east coast but um yeah, and uh as as much was similar to your story. I, I grew up in a church uh, in a Christian household mm-hmm. uh with my parents and then my little sister. And then when in when you know, so very involved in church as a kid. Both of my parents were heavily involved in our kids church programs. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. you know, there was like four families or whatever that kind of ran kids church at right. our church and they were and they were one of them. And then um when I was in I think it was like Second or third grade, my parents got divorced, mm. and um, and then sh- a little bit after that, my my dad got remarried, and then my mom got remarried a little bit after that. Wow! And what <laughs> to put a little context or to, to shape it even a little bit more, my the my stepmom, so who my dad married, and my stepdad, who my mom married, used to be married. So. Uh, we, (laughs) so it just means it, it just means that my step siblings are the same on either side. So we're just, I I don't have two different sets of step siblings from, uh, either side. I just have one set of step siblings. So, um, which in a way made life easier, uh, (laughs) because (laughs) we were just family. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I grew up for, you know, from, when I was, what was it? Six on or whatever it was, wow. uh, s- seven on with, um, with four brothers and sisters, two, okay. um two brothers and two sisters. And, um, and yeah, so, so again, still grew up in the church and in my mom and in my, in my stepdad, we stayed at the same church that we were at. My dad and my stepmom, um, ended up going to, um, different churches. Uh, we kind of were exploring different churches for mm-hmm. first season, and then uh, ended up um, at Saddleback uh, when I was in junior high. Is when they started coming here. Okay, and uh, you know, so I still throughout my childhood was very involved in our church and um, helping in the kids' classrooms. I, I was, I was, I was in the two-year-old classroom helping the two-year-olds, mm-hmm. you know, sure. whatnot, and then uh, all all through junior high. Um, was very involved um, at that church and then um, I entered what I would call my prodigal years ah. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of you know which is kind of high school and uh, you know into uh, into college a bit where it was just um, it was never that I um, it's, it was never that I stopped believing in God right. or never that I I still had all the same beliefs mm-hmm. um that I grew up with but it was more of a prioritization changed. Sure. Right? Where sure. And a part of that for me was when, um, you know, I was in junior high and I had all my same friends. I had grown up in the church and we all kind of went to the same school. So we all had, you know, I had the same friends growing up. And then when it, um, it was time to go to high school, mm-hmm. I ended up... Uh, Opting to go to a different high school than I was zoned for, than all my friends were going to go to, and that was uh, for their drama program. I wanted to go to a different uh, yeah. high school uh, because of their drama program. I was I was a theater kid, growing you know, yeah. growing up, and um, but that meant that I left. Uh, You know, all of my friends that I had grown up with through elementary school and junior high and at Mm. church and everything. Mm. So I think I'm, you know, as I think about it, I'm sure that was a a reason why I kind of stopped, I kind of disengaged from church life was I didn't, I didn't see them as regularly anymore? we weren't in the same group, you know, in all that stuff. So, so going to church kind of felt, or going to high school ministry at my old church was like, eh, kind of felt weird. I felt like kind of an outlier. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, um, yeah, so kind of, you know, just kind of disengaged. If I went to church, I would go to big church usually, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And, and then, um, and then it wasn't until, um, my wife and I uh, started dating in high school or senior year. Okay. And then in, uh, college, we both went to Cal State Fullerton for our first year. Mm-hmm. And then, and, um, she was raised Catholic. Okay. So she had, she had a lot of a uh, guilty pressure on her sure, to sure, sure, sure. to be going to church every week, right. you know, because she was raised in a belief that if you did not go to church every week, you were going to go to hell. Yeah. Um, so we, I would go with her to try to find a Catholic church up there. I so, said, okay, mm. I'll come with you, and we, you know, went to some different ones up in in the Folgerton area, and and none were really clicking, you know, that kind of thing, and so. We got to a point where I just said, "Well, why don't you come to my parents' church with me sure. on the weekend?" And this was our old church at the time, still. And she came, and she was just like, "Wait, what is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> How come you talk about a relationship with God? Like, yeah. what is that? You know, kind of." So, uh, you know, her whole world changed, and that's what kind of brought me back to yeah, keep going too, it and fresh eyes, exactly. And so we were going uh, to my parents' um, church for a little bit, and then. And then we ended up finding our way to Saddleback. Um, and then, so we've been coming here about, since about 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, yeah. yeah, so that's a little bit about, yeah. <laughs> about that whole part. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: one of the things that, I mean, I've known you for so long and I yeah. didn't know was kind of the story about your parents. Yeah. And sometimes for kids, divorce can be really traumatic and it can cause kind of, you know, just a lot of disruption, but how was that for you? How did that?
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I was in, you know, second or third grade. So, you know, I can, I can strongly remember, you know, the time when I was told uh, that the divorce was happening and, you know, in the grief from that. Sure. But at the same time now, you know, it's, it's been, (laughs) I can't even tell how many years it's been since then. It's been a few. You know, yeah, almost thirty years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Since then. And so it's one of these things, and there's a lot I think that's I think that's a narrative we'll probably pick up in this time talking today is being able to look back and see yeah. how God makes beauty from ashes, right? Yeah. Divorce is not a good thing. No. And you know, all of my parents will tell you divorce is not a good thing. Um but you can see that God Still is able to make good out of it right yeah so for sure. having the relationships that we have with all of my siblings mm-hmm. um having the relationship i have with with my step parents with my stepdad and my stepmom and and you know and just and seeing different ways of living you know kind of so it's it's been um i'm able to to appreciate that even though you know there will there's still and there always will be grief that sure. That um, that I did not have my life with my dad and my mom and my mom together, right? And still able to appreciate, you know, the work that God did even yeah, through that.
2: For sure, yeah. for sure. The other thing I wanted to ask you, you know, you like I grew up in a Christian home, but I'm sure there was a moment when you owned your faith for yourself, you know, we all have that moment where it's like, it goes from being what mom and dad do to the point where you accept Christ for yourself. When, when was that for you?
0: Yeah, that's, it's, it's interesting to try to put that together for mm-hmm. me, you, you know, mm-hmm. the thing about right, says, um, you know, I, I, i be, I gave my life or in, in kids church terms, I sure. asked Jesus to be my forever friend. Right. <laughs> um, Back when I was like, I don't know, like five, sure. so, you know, so it's been, it was been a very long time. Um, and then even through junior high, you know, it was all kind of, um, a little bit more surface level E and okay. we'd go to camps and kids can't, you know, it was yeah. always those where you would get you know, a little bit more on fire and yeah. recommitted, but you know, I never, you know, anticipated going into full time ministry, let right? Alone, you know, we're going to uh, get to that, what <laughs> 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 whatnot. So, making my faith my own—that was probably more of like a a college years thing, uh, mm-hmm. you know. In that mm-hmm. later on, where it was like, okay, I'm really going to, you know, sit and think through what this all means and yeah. what this looks like, and and how it apl- you know works in my life. And it was—I'm sure I can I can credit Saddleback for that too. Is in everything that we talked about with you last week about the applicationness of, yeah. it, of you know, of really being able to take these concepts, you know, these, these ideas, these truths mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and see how they live out in your life is, you know, is, um, yeah, it was probably around that time. I would, I would probably guess. That's awesome. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. The other thing I wanted to ask you about from what you said is we know that, you know, you love your theater stuff. I mean, <laughs> and you kind of started there. Yeah. And, I mean, you're kind of a renaissance man, right? At theater and
1: uh, political science. <laughs> I mean, like,
2: you've, you know, you've yeah, got... We can all. explain I would all la- that. <laughs> I would love to know how you went from theater guy
0: yeah.
2: to pastor. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> how did we get here?
0: Yeah, it's an unexpected journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, um, okay, yeah, so I... I did theater grow as a kid as a little kid I did my very first show I think when I was four or five uh was Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat awesome um of which I was Benjamin so that's why we named our oldest son Benjamin yeah I love that um and then you know so I did I would do those it was a summer theater camp and I did those every year for like four years Mm -hmm, um at this mm -hmm. uh, other church in Mission Viejo and then um did some other uh, other shows stopped doing theater for a while okay. in elementary school and then um picked it up again in junior high my my older brother my stepbrother um uh, he was interested in theater too so so we uh, started doing um shows at a community theater um together okay and then that's really where like our friend group really came like that became life. We sure, were just there sure, all sure, the time, you know, well, yeah. doing like six shows a year with that. And yeah, it was just, that's the nature of it. Yeah. yeah. You do just really become family with these people. And then yep. thankfully when I transferred high schools, um, a lot of the people from the theater went to that high school too. Cool. So it was, you know, I, I didn't know nobody. I didn't go in <laughs> right. blind. It was I knew, just I knew different people, friends. It was just different friends. Um, so anyway, yeah. And I had, you know, so doing theater throughout all high school, I had like full conviction. This is what I'm going to do. Right. Didn't even think about anything else I would I could possibly do. I was going to do theater. And and I did, you know, AP classes and IB classes and all that sure. stuff throughout high school, but it was more, you know, it was more just the challenge. I liked the educational yeah. challenge, but I still was like it doesn't, you know, this is all great. I'm yeah. going go to go to New, New York. Theater. I'm going to do theater. you know, all that stuff. Um so that's so I went to uh, college, the Cal State Fullerton for theater. They have a a great theater program. And so I went there for theater. Right. And um Specifically for musical theater, I should say. And then I did that for um, a year and a half. Okay. So they have, at, in theater school, at, at least at this one, they have what's called a jury program. So you start with a whole ton of kids mm-hmm. um, that are interested in having theater as their major. You know, so there's like 150, something like that, kids. And then, um, and then halfway through your second year, um, you do what's called a jury so, you have to audition, basically. You do... Wow. There was, uh, you, know, uh, you know, there was singing, acting, dancing, you know, that you had to do. And, if you, and then they whittled it down. So, the second half of your sophomore year, it was whittled down to like 20... Wow. Uh, boys, 20 girls, something like that. It was, it was just whittled down a lot. And then they would whittle it down more as you continue. Um, and, so, and so, I did that and I made the cut. I, I, okay. I made it in, but... Uh, that, that, uh, in between season, even after I made it, I never went back to the program.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: And I just started really getting just these internal stirrings, Mm -hmm. which now I can attribute to God at the time. I was like, what's (laughs) happening, you know?
2: (laughs) But this is during a season when you're kind of farther from God.
0: Yeah. It wasn't that I was necessarily, yeah, I I was farther from God than I am right now. I would say definitely, um, where I just, I wasn't. Interested in acting classes anymore? I wasn't interested. You know, I was kind of like, I missed education. I missed learning. I missed you know that kind of stuff. And yeah. I just got so tired of of acting classes, dancing, and all that stuff. And I was like, I can always do that if sure. I want to, you know, later. But I really missed the educational rigor <laughs> of learning. Yeah. And um, at the time, I was working at a Christian bookstore. Uh, down at uh, down here um, by mm-hmm. by our house and um and while there I had gotten really interested in books about Bible prophecy.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yes. For,
0: it was just <laughs> I was like this is fascinating. Yeah. It, they could be fiction, nonfiction. I was really you know interested sure. in those. And in what really interested me more is there was a series of books that I was reading at the time. Um, That was, they were fiction, uh, you know, accounts of like end times stuff, but it was very international. It was very like, it traveled across country and all this stuff. And so I got really interested in um, international relations and that kind of stuff at the time. So I just, uh, so I said, okay, I'm tired of acting. I don't want to do this anymore necessarily. And I'm interested in this. So I'm going to switch majors to political science. We didn't have a specific international relations um, major at the time. So I switched majors to political science uh, and and never having taken a class in political (laughs) science. (laughs) Let's try this. It was, it was really like, okay. Like, and even at the time I could say I could felt God moving, uh, you know, just, and I think, and that's how God works sometimes. And my wife can attest to this too, where sometimes he just kind of takes the passion away for something a little bit. If he wants to move you, a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes it works where he can just kind of let your passion subside for yeah, something yeah, and then, you know, and kind of ignite a pa- an interest in something else. Well, so when the
2: one dies down, it makes space for something new to rise up.
0: Exactly. And so, so switched majors, ended up um, doing my master's in political science with an emphasis in international relations. Wow. So, but again... Whole time not knowing what I was going to do with this, right? <laughs> yeah, I love
2: it when people say, So, what are you going to do with your degree? And yeah. You're like, I,
0: I, No idea, I, no yeah, clue. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I literally went in not having no thought of what I was going to do. I maybe could become a professor or something yeah. like that. Um, again, doing classes in poli sci and majoring there out on the west coast, not as many opportunities as there sure. would be on the east coast, right? So, I didn't want to move. I was, you know, I was uh, Alicia and I were still dating, I didn't want to, you know. Uh, leave and move out there and all this stuff. And so literally when I uh, finished my master's um, at the time, I had been working uh, at a golden spoon I love our frozen yogurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I literally was like, okay, I got my, ma- I, I just need a job. Mm-hmm. Alicia and I at that point had been dating for like six years and um, we wanted to get married. We wanted to, yeah. you know, and, but I needed a job. And I didn't know what, so I was just looking for anything. I yeah. went on interviews for insurance sales oh my gosh. I went on interviews for like cold mark caller you know marketing people you know that yeah. kind of stuff, and I was just and I would do these interviews, and i remember I remember being in one for it was like a multi level marketing thing or whatever, <laughs> and I was um, driving back home, and I was just, I, I was like, God, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally oh, having no. that conversation with God. What am I doing? Why yeah. am I, like, you know, it just I felt felt like I had no direction. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, so I just brought it to God. Just, God, I feel lost. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then um, we were coming to Saddleback at the time. Sure. Saw a, um, on the back of the bulletin, a weekend shortly after was a uh, panel or whatever. I don't know what we call it. It wasn't an ad, but it was just a thing on the back of the bulletin about uh, what was called the 12 cities initiative. So oh at yeah. the time Saddleback was looking to plant campuses in mm-hmm. 12 cities in 12 different countries around the world. Um, So I was like, it was just like a lightning bolt. Exactly. It was like, a li- it was like all, all of the ding, ding, ding that could happen. <laughs> Where I was like, you know, because I had been in church, tr- and I should say back when I was doing, I was reading all those books on prophecy, all this stuff. I was like, maybe God wants me to teach Bible prophecy <laughs> at a church. And I was, you know, now I think back, I'm like, that what a terrible idea. But, <laughs> but at the time, I was like, huh, maybe I could find a job at a church and I could teach about, you know, things to look, you know, signs of the end time, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Anyway. Um, so when this happened and I saw this thing about the 12 cities initiative, every, I was like, this is like the perfect blend of international relations and ministry. Right. And I was like, this is awesome. I God, clearly this is what you want me to be doing. Right. So I did everything I could to try to wiggle my way into (laughs) (laughs) 12 city, into working for the peace team, which was overseeing the 12 cities initiative. And, um, I I went so far as to just to drive to campus. Nice. Saw what was called the peace center. So I assumed at the time this would be the peace team. It's not. Yeah. No. Um, (laughs) That's that's our community resource center. (laughs) So I came to the office. I was like, is there anyone I can talk to? And you know, eventually I got a hold of um, a guy named Kyle who who was working on twelve city on the peace uh, team at the time and. Um I, I met with him and I just mm-hmm. said, I just got my master's in international relations. Very interest you know, yeah. love what this is. How can I be involved? And I was really looking for a job. Really want a job. And he yeah. said, Well, we don't have any job openings, but you could intern. And we'd love mm. to have you as an intern. That'd be awesome yeah. to have, you know, a, a person with his um MPS and all that stuff. And so I was very much angry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not, this is not what I prayed for. <laughs> not with Kyle, but with God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying, God, I want, this is the intern. Like I'm trying to, I want to get married. Uh, this is yeah. going to pay me nothing. What am I supposed to do? So, but I still felt really convicted and God has still had it really in my heart. So I just said, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do, wow. do a full-time internship. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make it so that I'm basically a part of the team that I'm just unpaid staff. And, and, and thankfully that's how Saddleback works with interns is you really feel like you're on staff. You really get a sense of what it feels like to work here. So uh, I did that for six months, the end of, you know, from 20, you know, from July of 2012 to Mm -hmm. December of 2012. And, and we had an awesome awesome team awesome group of people really just and they let me do you know I was doing stuff that it's just insane to think about right I was interviewing campus uh, I was interviewing pastors to be potential campus pastors yeah our intern
2: program's legit here I mean it was like you do stuff
0: yeah it was incredible (laughs) and then um and then at the and then that ended and it still didn't know what was supposed to happen sure so I uh was asking her you know they still didn't have any job openings on the peace team and so I was like, great. What, what am I supposed to do now? I'm back where I was. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, it was actually Alicia who saw a, a job posting for um, a, an executive assistant. Okay. So I, I was ask, asked around about it and I found out it was for Tom Holiday, our senior associate pastor. And so I applied for that, ended up getting that job. So I worked for Tom for two and a half years. Wow. And a large part of what I was doing was curriculum development. So Mm -hmm. he was working at this time on building out these how to be a purpose driven church courses, teaching to change lives courses and redoing foundations. So that's how I got involved with, with that world. Sure. Curriculum and all that stuff. And then uh, two years, I worked for him for about two and a half years. And then again, started feeling these stirrings around two and a half years. Like, okay, I'm ready for something else. Didn't know Mm -hmm. what it was. Um, I was really interested in the retreats ministry at the time. I was sure. like, I could, re- I would love to do that. Get to write retreat and just mm-hmm. teach, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, and then uh, I remember very clearly, Rick came into the uh, you know office and kind of gathered some people together and made an announcement that he was going to shift teams around. <laughs> So what was the 101 team became the 301 team. What was the 301, you yeah. know, all this stuff. Or what was the 201 team became the 101 team, which left a hole in 201, which was the discipleship team. Right. And he named Rob Jacobs, um, who had been um, at, at the Rancho Capistrano campus and, and helping with the multi-site team with campuses, he named he, uh, that he was going to be the 201 pastor. And he had a license to be able to poach people to, to <laughs> his, for his team because it was just him. <laughs> Yep. And I was, and this is another God moment where I was standing. I just found myself standing. I was standing right next to Rob
2: oh, when Rick
0: made the announcement. And um, I hadn't really known Rob. I'd probably yeah. talked to him maybe one other time a little bit. But I turned to him and, say, <laughs> and said, Rob, I, I want to talk to you about being on the team. Wow. And he said, great, let's talk. <laughs> and for him, like, it was, you know, it was a win for him. He didn't really know me, but he was sure. like, you do curriculum for Tom, like, I need somebody who can write study, you know, and yeah, put yeah, that yeah. stuff together. Um and so, you know, shortly after that, I I joined the team with Doug Jones and uh and and Linda w- w- was was the first person on the team as the yep. volunteer helping <laughs> helping Rob figure out the foundations and everything. Yep. Um but yeah, and then so apart so that was a pastoral role. That's how I became a pastor and then and then did seminary and everything like that. But so it was one of those not, a bunch of unexpected uh, things that just led up to each other. Yeah, like (laughs) that's a long story. No, but but (laughs) what
2: I think, what I think it illustrates so beautifully is that by allowing God to reroute you a couple of times, you know, um, you ended up here, but you would never have, like if I could have interviewed you know, college Jason. Yeah, sure. And said, you know, hey, what do you think about being a pastor of spiritual growth?
0: Yeah, I would have said no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, like, I, I, n- no. <laughs> and yet now, I mean, here you are. I can't imagine you, you know, I mean, this is, I can't imagine you anywhere else. I mean, this has been an incredible space. For yeah.
0: You. It, 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 I think what's, as I think, as I think about it and talk through it, right? Mm-hmm. I think what's been cool is to see how God works, um, in my areas of discomfort,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure you can give a whole testimony oh. to that too. Um, Party, amen. <laughs> you know, so for me, um, I grew up in my whole childhood and most of my life with a stutter, yeah, with a speech impediment, right? Mm-hmm. So, in as an actor, that's not something that you necessarily yeah. want to have, um, but um, you know, so so. Um, engaging socially with people was never sure. fun yeah um i'm an introvert too and <laughs> i'm sure that's a part of it where i was just yeah, you know, i never wanted to necessarily be talking too much with with mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. um let alone with strangers people yeah. i didn't know or let alone in spaces of public speaking mm-hmm. acting is different you are in a character you have right. lines that you've memorized you're you know you it's, step
2: into a role and you can be somebody else
0: yeah there's a, the there are a lot of actors who do have a history of stutters and it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a issue usually for them when they're performing, but in public speaking, that's a whole different thing. Right. So, you know, when I remember when I became a pastor and on the 201 team, I remember being extraordinarily nervous teaching class 201 the first time. Yeah. Um, not only because here I am up on stage teaching about, you know, the Bible when I was like, who am I to be <laughs> teaching about the Bible, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But also just thinking about my, you know, my stutter and whatnot. And then just to think about that I'd be doing, you know, 250 something episodes of a podcast is ridiculous (laughs) too to think about. So again, it's amazing to see how God uses discomfort in my my discomfort. And that I've just kind of said, okay, God, you put me in this position to do this. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. We'll see. You know, it's up to you. And, you know, kind of even just gotten to the point of not worrying about it so much, but in that, and then the second part of that that I was going to say was that, as an introvert, yeah, you know um stepping in and and um into people's um pain points mm-hmm. is harder mm-hmm. it's not you know it's um it's stressful
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: stressful for anybody, sure, but for somebody you know where um so but it's something that I've really seen. God use, and I've yeah. come to appreciate that mm-hmm. where it's still my urges to not want to do that right mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know to do the memorial to do yeah. you know the m o d calls that kind of stuff and then you know it, it, my internal side is always fighting like like I don't want to do that, I don't want to do mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. but it pretty li- literally every time that I do where I step in, it's mm-hmm. amazing to see you know God work through that and Um, so I'm, I'm very appreciative and just grateful to how God works in our deficiencies.
2: Well, and (laughs) you've been such an encouragement and mentored me because my role has me doing a lot of those same kinds of things. and. There's a lot of things I feel pretty confident in and a lot of things I'm like, Oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's constantly on your office door. Can you help me well, with
0: I've been this? doing it now for I mean, it'll be, it's it's been seven years that I've yeah. been on this team. So you, you you know, so you come to know and come to kind mm-hmm. of see things, but like, you know, I I've done I've done two memorials this year that are both very difficult situations, yeah. Yeah. right? And they would have been things I would have just been I would have ran away from right. anyway, or made excuses to try to get out you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, stepping into them it, they've both just been just just beautiful ways to see god work mm-hmm. and i just mm-hmm. i just I just love knowing that um i can i can come to god and just say god i'm not comfortable with this this is not what i want to be doing yeah. but for some reason you ha- you know You called my number for this, so I can trust that you want me specifically Mm -hmm. to be in this situation with these people, and I'm going to trust that. Yeah, I think— It's not fun, (laughs) but—
2: Even as you say that, it just reminds me of so many times when God calls us to something, and we're like, no, you you can't possibly mean me, and it's like, no, he means (laughs) exactly— maybe because it's uncomfortable, maybe because it's a place you're going to have to step out and trust him. Cause he wants us to trust him. Like the, you know, it is our brilliant boss always says the work is the work, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. that is whatever we're doing for him. He's also doing things in us.
0: Yeah. That and are, I'm grateful that he reminds me because I, I like, I find myself in this repeated cycle of, you know, of, uh, a discomfort where <laughs> like, I can see, I know God did a good thing through the last situation. Yeah. Then the next one comes up. And again, I find myself, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, <and laughs> I don't want to do that. But then he, re- you know, he's so, he's so gracious mm-hmm. in that, um, he still will remind me each time. I got you. I can't, I can't, I'm with yeah. you in this and it'll be, I have want you for a reason but and then again, each time it's like, I don't want to do it.
2: <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I think, I think people can relate to that as yeah, like I'm sure. we know what God does and we, we remember. And yet then the next thing comes up and we're like, are you sure?
1: Yeah.
0: Do we, I, is don't, there I don't option? think this is yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this
2: optional or is this required? <laughs> so what is God teaching you right now? I mean, you're in such a cool space. You're Alicia's about to have your third baby.
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah. This episode will probably go out when I'm on leave with baby. Which
2: is uh, why we're doing. Which (laughs) is
0: why we're trying to. Yeah. We're banking a whole bunch of episodes right now. Um, Yeah. I think from like the big thing that I'm working through right now Mm -hmm. is. Is trying to be a person of character for my kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my kids are right now four and two. And then about, to, and then by the time you're listening to this, you know, a few days old.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, I, I just remembered another thing that's worth. So, so don't let me forget. There's a okay. second thing if I don't say it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, but, and r- right now we're just in a season of not sleeping well. Yeah. And, um, and of big feelings mm-hmm. and, you know, tantrums or whatnot. Yeah. And so, and my instinct... Is to get upset. Sure. Is to, you know, is to, I I don't, I I don't, I don't think less of my kids, but it's just to get upset. Sure. And what I'm really trying to work through with God is that grace upon grace upon grace and that reminder that I get upset with God and God is gracious with me. Mm -hmm. I I can remember many times being upset verbally and (laughs) physically upset with God. (laughs) and um probably sounding like you know uh, a four-year-old with big emotions right tantrum child but um and so i'm really just trying to really trying to be more thoughtful and intentional about um having the input and knowing that that comes out so a couple weeks ago we did a conversation with rob on on the book this was in our book series yeah um and that book was abide in Christ and um and we talked a lot about the fruit of the spirit sure and about how that doesn't how praying for patience sure but yeah. it's really about connecting with God right about being true to the vine and the branch and abiding mm-hmm. so that then then that's where fruit is born
2: right we don't muster it you can't will <laughs> right
0: The fruit of the spirit to come out of your life. And even praying for that, God will say, just attach to me. Be with me. Abide with me and the fruit will come. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to really remind myself daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Moment (laughs) by moment. Yeah.
0: It could be a morning to afternoon, whatever it is thing. of just reminding myself, like, where is my, where am I attaching to? Mm -hmm. Am I just, am am I running on my own fumes? Because that'll come out. Right. Or am I trying to go back to the source of where good fruit comes from? Mm -hmm. And then that fruit will come out. And again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be with it, but I'm working.
2: (laughs) Well, but sometimes just being aware of where we need to grow. Like that's, you know, and you're making strides every day. Exactly. You wanted me to remind you about a second thing. I
0: know. And now I'm trying to remember what the second thing was. Um, Oh yeah. It was, um, I am, we're also both Alicia and I just in the season of trying to trust God in the things that we don't see. Yeah. So, you know, um, trusting God in areas that we're like, how is this going to happen? How could this happen? Right? Right. We have, are about to have three, well, by this point we have three kids. Um, in a two-bedroom space, right? So yes. trusting, on, okay, God, where is space going to come yeah. from? <laughs> we live in Orange County, and it's expensive here right yeah. now. Where is space going to come from? And then even things like, you know, around around school stuff for Bangalore and Ava is yeah. trying to, so it's really, it's these kind of like adult decisions, these right. adult things that we're really just, and it can be, you know, it's we can find ourselves feeling disheartened or, mm-hmm. or Whatnot in, in in a lot of different situations, and so for us, it's really just trying to remind ourselves, God's good. God knows mm-hmm. none of this is a surprise to Him, mm-hmm. and we can we can trust that you know in in God's timing, we can trust in God's provision, mm-hmm. and e- you know in e- even even reminding ourselves, if we're gonna if we're if we're in this two bedroom place yep. for a long time then we can trust that God will provide, you know, the room in our hearts, the space, you know, to, to be able to make it work. Yeah. And, you know, in just, in in things like that, God provides in different ways. Yeah. So it may not be the way that you are praying specifically for, um, but, but he does. And so, um, that's been another reminder. So those two things are the things that we're really trying to, you know, being intentional about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate that, that God always provides, but it doesn't always look like we give him our laundry list of what we're hoping for, but yeah. sometimes he has a much better way. And yeah. we are like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way before.
0: Yeah. it's it, And it's always that 2020, right? It's always that hindsight of, you know, I I, th- I think you could call it like a, a God vision of being able to yeah. go back in time and see, okay, I can see what God was doing through there. I can see what God was doing here. And, you know, even though it may feel like not what we want (laughs) we Uh can see god uh is doing it you know an example of of that we um you know alicia and i got married in um 2013 Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i thought i got that right and then um um and then our son wasn't born until 2018 yeah so we had five years there and a lot of that was time that we wanted a kid yeah and it just wasn't happening Mm -hmm. and we you know, had many times of that going to God and saying, yeah. What is What's like, going why on? isn't this happening? What what is this? And um I haven't I haven't shared this story too much, but I'll share it here. Okay. Um <laughs> it, it's it's important. It's it's a good to share stories on the on a podcast that yes. you don't share too often. Um I had a clear I had a clear night and it's one of it's one of these anchor nights. Yeah. Sometimes there's moments with God that are clear anchors so that anytime you know, it's, it's not that my faith is actually wavering, but anytime I'm just really disheartened or mad. Sure, like, God, are you even there? What is happening? Yeah, I can, is can happening? go back to this moment. It's yeah. an anchor moment where um, we had been praying, praying, praying for a kid and it wasn't happening. And um, we had one, I, it was a nighttime sleeping and I heard a knock at the door and I was like, what is, I was like, "Yeah, it's the middle of the night. I got up and I went and there was nothing. It went away and I was like, what is, what is, that was weird. And the next night, it happened again. I woke up, I heard a knocking. And I was like, what is happening? I got up and I went, and there's nothing. I was like, this is so weird. Yes, Lord, I'm listening. <laughs> so then I was like, this sounds eerily it's familiar, familiar. <laughs> to the story of Samuel. Yeah. And so, so the next night I went and I said, if I hear this again, I'm going <laughs> to just say, I'm going to say these, you know. And sure enough, I heard a knocking again. And I, I just got, I, I stood up, I went in, I went out of the room and I says, I just said, yes, we're listening. And I just very clearly heard, not audibly heard, but in my mind heard like, um, be patient. You will have a big family. Oh. And I was like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> I, I, I clearly, <laughs> okay. Like, and sure enough, now all these years later, this was, you know, this would have been s- you know, five, six years ago. Wow. Did you wake Alicia up kid.
2: right away and tell no, her? No, I
0: didn't. I told her the next day. Okay. I told her in the morning, but, <laughs> wake up. Um, you got to hear what God told me. Yeah. So it's literally like, it's one of those just, wow. you know, one of those crazy things, but it's those anchor things. So anytime yeah. I'm feeling, you know, in my, in my upsetness that God is not there or something like that, I can, mm-hmm. I can go back to that and say, no, God is there. I know he's there. Yeah. I have that, I have that experience knowing that God is there. Um,
2: I love that.
0: But anyway, to go back to the hindsight is 2020 thing or the the god vision thing what I I uh, said it was um we you know had been in this season of wanting a kid not happening. And at that time Alicia's dad had gotten really sick. So her mm. dad was older. She um at that point he was 85. Right? Right. So he was he was like 57 years older than Alicia or, or 57 when Alicia was born kind Wow. Of um and he he had struggled with dementia, Alzheimer's, different mm, things. Mm-hmm. And um, her mom had taken him to the Philippines where she could be able to provide care, be able to afford some live-in help, all that's Right. Right. Um, which is where Alicia's mom was from, the Philippines. So they, yeah. I, 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 they didn't just choose a random yeah. country to go to. <laughs> or a
2: dart at a map, let's go there.
0: <laughs> um, and, and Alicia was able to go mm. and, you know, a few... T- uh, 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 I was able to go with her um, once and then a couple months later when it was very clear that um, he was in his last days, she was able to go and be there and be with him in the hospital and be with her mom and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And so we can clearly now be able to look back and say, if we had had a kid, you couldn't have gone. I know and so god clearly wanted you to be able to be there and do this yeah and then it was you know the next year it was not not too long you know it was later that year i think that we got pregnant with with ben and um so it was just very clearly like you know that's that god vision of being able to look at the hard times and to see what was god doing in there and sometimes you can Sometimes you can clearly see. Right. Sometimes it wasn't related to you, that God was wanting to, he, he was working in something else and yeah. he had to hold your thing or, you know, put you th- so that he could be doing something else. So it's, I think it's a good lesson. It's something I keep around myself. It's not always something that we can, it's, it's not, it's, um, we can't always go back and pinpoint. Right exactly the thing that God was doing yeah but we can trust that God was doing something
2: yeah and I I think that's so important because yeah I mean there's things you look back on and you say oh God I see what you were doing in the moment I didn't I was so upset but then you look back and you see but then there's times when you don't get the answer yeah and you don't get clarity and you may not yeah and that's okay, too, because God is still working, and he is still faithful. And so yeah. that's amazing.
0: I think we have time for one more question. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I've talked a lot, but uh, no, I, I don't know. No, I, I just ramble. I just go No, on. <laughs> but
2: it's, it's important because I think one of the—we get to do this all the time, yeah. talking to other people about their faith I and know. their journey with Jesus. But you and I are here from very different spaces. Yeah. We ended up in the same space, but— Very different paths, and yet there are themes Mm -hmm. of God's faithfulness and God's provision and God's supernatural orchestration of things. So if you, kind of like what you asked me, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Like what what would be that that one thing that you would like them to remember?
0: Yeah, I think for me it's it's trusting God in these unexpected ways. Yeah. Right? I think like that's kind of been just a big thing of, of not knowing and Mm -hmm. not seeing how something can work out and then trusting that god makes it happen i I remember um i remember when i had just started my internship Mm -hmm. uh on the peace team and it wasn't it it was like the first week yeah and it wasn't going like i was expecting it to go right again i wanted a job (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so i wanted (laughs) it just wasn't going it wasn't it wasn't going like I was hoping it would. And I remember going out on the dirt path here behind mm-hmm. the office building and just having it out with God, <laughs> just yelling at him out there in the dirt and just being like, what is, like, I'm doing this full-time <laughs> internship. Yeah. Done, I've done, you know, and then um, and then coming back in and then just kind of digging in and just saying, yeah. well, I'm here, I'm going to do it. And then beco- it becoming this awesome experience that led to everything that we talked about so again it's these i think there's this trusting god in these you know in the ways that are that we may not be able to see Mm -hmm. um not seeing what he's doing Mm -hmm. but just saying okay god you have me here you know or you've put this on my heart i'm going to do it yeah that's something for me and then just um and then what we talked about before too i think it's worth reiterating about god using our deficiencies yeah you know um i think that's i'm sure that's part of why the theme of power and weakness, right? As Paul talks about that, yeah. he's, is is powerful in my weakness, mm-hmm. um, or in my weakness, he is strong. And, um, to me, that's just such a, I love that theme so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that's, that's a part of it because it's a part of my story is of knowing that like God uses these areas of my life that I've been either insecure about or, right. or, um, just actively deficient you know like, yeah. like you know being a people person <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Um, you know, people often think that most that pastors have to be people people And <laughs> yes, you do have to care you know, and you know about people when they're in front, you know and whatnot. It's hard for me to be with group you know with a lot of people at the time, but um if you look at introvert extrovert, it doesn't give me rest being right. with people. It's not what recharges me, right um, but I'm able to see God work through that mm-hmm. and um. So yeah, I think I think those two things have just been really really powerful. And then and encourage you to find that anchor moment for your life, right? Mm-hmm. What is something that you can kind of go back to and hold on to so that when you are at your worst or when you are at your least mm-hmm. and you're feeling um like you um are questioning God, are you even there? Do you even care about me? Like what is happening, you know? To be able to have that something that you can go back to and say, "No, I know this is true. Yeah. I know God is there. I know he cares about me. He cared about me enough to provide me that comfort in that Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I know, and he, and I know that he knew he could, that I would continue to use that as a source of comfort too, so that he doesn't have to give me those, you know, Samuel moments uh, every time. I don't, I don't need them as much because I'm able to go back and hold on to that. Um, So yeah, anchor moments, uh be you know god using us you know in, in our spite week. of our deficiencies and then um whatever the first thing i said was <laughs> 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 i don't remember <laughs> but i'm sure it was great yes was yes faith yes in the un- unexpected faith in the unexpected yeah that's right
2: <laughs> well jason this has been so much fun and yeah. it's been fun to hear parts of your story that like i feel like i've known you but now i know you so much better
0: yeah i'm glad that we did this i, I um you know we <laughs> a peek behind the curtain because we were going to, because I'm going to, I'm going to be out for, for um, a few weeks Uh, when baby comes, we were trying to think of about what to do with with the doable schedule um, for that time. And I originally was just going to rerun some older episodes that we had, you know, from, from years ago. And I'm glad that I got to this point with God, I guess, and praying about it, just being like, no, do something else, do this. And it's something we had talked about doing this for a while. And um, I'm glad that we did. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so next week, um, we will have, um, an interview that I did with, with an author on his new book, seeing is believing. Mm. Um, so we'll have that. And then the following week, uh, we'll have, uh, another fun conversation with, with a friend of ours. I'm not going to say it just to make sure it happens. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to speak it into existence there. Um, <laughs> but we have a lot of really great episodes coming up. We have an episode on gratitude coming yes. out. That was really good that we've already recorded. And it was a great conversation. Um, So yes, a lot of great stuff coming up. And then um, in this fall, we have uh, an idea for a really cool series that we want to do too. So a lot to look forward to. Friends, thanks for listening. Thanks for spending this time, all this time listening to me jabber on. (laughs) 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 And I I appreciate all of your prayers as as we're home trying to... uh, figure out life with a four-year-old, two-year-old and a newborn baby. <laughs> amen. <laughs> a- amen to that. We love you, friends. We'll, we'll uh, be back with you again next week.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.